I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, that was sexy. Thanks. Well, are you, do you have a new side gig that I don't know about? Uh, not yet, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> there we go. I mean, I'm about to not get paid for two months. So, so you have pictures, um, of, pictures you know, of your feet. Sometimes. I feel it. Yeah, we, we do what we have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, like Poshmark, but it's cool. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Only fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, that's yeah. a lot more money. A lot more money. I just don't, you know, I don't really know how I could go about that. Only fans? Yeah. I would think you would go to, I'm not, <laughs> onlyfans.com and, you know. You just like make an account? Yeah. I wonder who to pay for it. I don't know. I don't have one. Let's Google it. Oh my lord. Let's search. I'm on your internet, so. Your search history, right? Uh, Is that how that works? I don't know. Is I would think your Wi-Fi. I would think how too. It would to be your make phone. And only fans. Wow, there's so many suggested. How to make an OnlyFans for feet? But I feel like the feet is a saturated market. Become a creator. Create an account. Set your subscription rate. Create content and promote. How do you promote feet? Do you just start walking? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, oh, sexy. Put your account behind a paywall, a.k.a. make it pay per view. What oh. are the requirements for? Oh, since a lot of content is explicit, what if I just got one and just like talk to people? Not like interacted, but like just did this. What if we did our podcast on OnlyFans? That's true. That's true. We get, you know, like things back, like, show me your nips. I'm like, I'm no, sorry. No, that's not that. how this works. <laughs> Those are. I have to no. pick them up off my knees. Jeez. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, if you did feet pics, would you, like, you know, based on your age, would you start advertising, like, your plantar fasciitis? Be like, that's hot. Maybe. Drop foot, sexy. You do mm-hmm. have to have a valid ID. Uh oh. Could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I be anonymous? As long as you have a div- use a VPN, a different email address, and a pseudonym, you can remain anonymous. Nice. Wow. Oh, okay, so we have to do feet pics because sexually explicit content will be banned from the social media platform beginning in October of this oh, year. Oh, bummer. It's all right. I was going to go for feet anyway. So yeah. I think yeah. we're still fine. We're good. We're I, good there. No, I feel like I want to do something other. I feel like feet is predictable. But knees. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> no, I was thinking like elbows. El- elbows. Oh, yeah. Nothing, Nothing is better. Nothing but elbows. You know, one that needs lotion. Mm-hmm. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. I need lotion Aging. currently? Aging. Aging. I'm feeling on my elbows. Hang on. Oh, all right. Oh, that could be part of it. No, like, look fine. at that. Like, touching your elbow. No, they're a little dry. Hand picks. Mm, hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because I've broken a lot of toes and I have um, 
like a lot of really bad calluses. So I don't know. Does that, but does the grosser the feet, the more appealing it is? <laughs> I don't know because I hate feet. A same. But the, the, there's a show, um, the Tobro. Have you seen it? No. So it's where they dig out like, um, ingrown toenails Ew. and stuff like that it's like um like pimple popping but for feet see i enjoy the pimple popping Can't do i the would pimple not popping. do well at the Mm-mm. the toe guy i feel like we've talked about this before like i can't do the toes i can't do the pimple popping but you know where my heart lies earwax <laughs> earwax. That. that's like so soothing to me to watch them like dig out a good gunky ear, mm. you know, whatever gets it for you. Yeah, that's pretty. It's that's relaxing. That's her foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> just so you know, out there, if you're if you're interested, um, get yourself some waxy ears. Gross. I mean, like, I don't want to see like in real life. Maybe I do. I think you do. Let's be honest. But like, you do. Somebody, I don't know. That's just. Like, people like to watch the pimple popping videos. I like to watch the ear... And chiropractor videos. Where people get cracked. Mm, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Bet you do. Love that. Just cracking bones. Whew. It's great. I, I would like the earwax because I'm one of those people that I like to see the finished product. Like, right? I like to see things go from... And, like, I feel like that would feel know. so satisfying. It would. Like, you know that, like, that person has dealt with, like clogged up ears not being able to hear and they and to always get it, feel like, like they're in a well right mm-hmm. so you get that yeah. s- just popped out of there wow. that'd be great amazing what the hell are we talking about i don't know about? all right tell me your story man <laughs> that's all right that's why we're here all right <laughs> today we are headed to abingdon virginia i love abingdon me too it's beautiful and we are going to be talking about the barter <gasps> theater so I love the Barter Theater. Have you been there? Yes, I've danced there. Oh, wonderful. They do a Christmas show every year there, and um, I was on a dance team in college, and we would dance there. That's really that cool. show every year. So if you recall, we visited this area mm-hmm. um, in episode 116 about the Martha Washington Inn, mm-hmm. and that story was of a college-turned-Civil-War hospital that currently operates as an inn. Uh, we also learned about the ghosts that hang out there. Mm-hmm. We briefly mentioned a tunnel that runs from the Martha Inn to the Barter Theater. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned, and I'd actually promised, that I would cover the Barter. Well, guess what? We're here. Today is the day. I'm sorry. I know that you all, including you, Haley, have been waiting with bated breath, saying to yourself, when, when? Yes. When is she ever going to cover it? I'm ready. I don't know why our age demographic got super <laughs> old, uh, but... We are doing this today. Let's do it. All right, let's go there. So the Barter Theater is a well-known stage house where actors put on plays. It's actually one of the last repertory theaters that are year-round. So Aww. few and far between. And because many are seasonal. They are. Well, they're put on seasonal shows for the holidays mm-hmm. or the summer or whatever. Um, but yes, this is all year long. So it's pretty cool. Wanted to start with a little bit of history about the Barter for you. Let's do it. So it's 1933, in the height of the Great Depression, and the whole Abingdon-Bristol area is filled with farmers who are struggling to sell crops and make ends meet. And like many Americans, um, they're destitute Mm -hmm. and feeling pretty hopeless. Most folks are just trying to survive. So going to the theater has pretty much been put on the back burner because, you know, life, (laughs) the stuff. 
feeding your kids, you know, crazy things like that. Um, So this was also true in New York City, where Broadway shows were put on hold. So a Broadway actor by the name of Robert Porterfield, who was born and raised in Abingdon, decided to increase morale by bringing plays to this area. Nice. So he came back home, and he decided to use space at the Abingdon Opera House initially to put on these performances, and the actors stayed at the Martha Washington Inn, and note here that these actors were unemployed Broadway performers. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we're talking high caliber. Yeah. We're not talking about some, you know, dinky sideshow, like right. professional actors. Yeah. There were 22 of them in all, wow. and they all came to Abingdon to help put on these shows and you know very cool exactly porterfield and his fellow actors didn't just perform they cleaned the opera house they built stages they ran lights they pulled the curtains Mm. so pretty much they did it all yeah um this was a huge collaborative effort in order to bring some joy to this area i appreciate that very cool the first show cost 35 cents a ticket. Nice. And was the equivalent to the cost of produce, it was said. Hmm. Porterfield realized that many folks might not be able to afford a ticket, so he provided admission to anyone who could bring in some goods. Nice. Yeah. He would barter their goods, (gasps) which fed all the actors for admission to the show. This is why soon to be established was the theater called Barter. Did not know where the name came from. Yeah, because oh. they would barter, barter a show their for goods. Yep. Nice. The saying cool. was, and this is what they advertised, with the vegetables and food you cannot sell, you can buy a good laugh. Nice. I like that. That is really cool. I like that. And it's actually smart because you're making sure that the actors yeah. are fed yeah. and, and cared for. So that's great. Um, I read that attendees who paid with food brought such delicious treats, um, so much so that the 22 actors, 23 including Porterfield, gained a collective 305 pounds oh during the first year. God. The first year. So I did the math for you, just in case you were curious. I am. And that means that roughly everybody on that crew gained 13 pounds apiece. Nice. That's... That's a lot. I mean, it was probably needed in Great Depression era. I'm sure. They were probably taking out costumes left and right. (laughs) Just adds another panel of fabric there. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a week with me. Uh, So the first night's performance of After Tomorrow by John Golden played to a packed house. I love that. Um, The Associated Press reported that it was played to capacity um, that came laden with cakes, fruit, vegetables, poultry, and a live pig. Oh, yeah. Why not? So they just brought the. Yeah. Then they were gonna make the actors kill the pig. Well, the pig and we'll touch on that a okay, little, let's little do later. That. Yeah. So the first year was very successful and ended with the troupe bringing in. $4.30 in cash, okay. along with all the lovely yeah. food. Um, so nowadays, that's equivalent to about $93. So, I mean, even even by 1933 standards, this was, you know, small. Measly amount. Very measly. But with the plethora of jellies, jams, and pickled goodies, at least they weren't starving. Right. They could eat. Exactly. And ate well. Yes. So that's a good thing. Well, and they're being housed... 
yeah. and fed and they're getting to do something they love to do. Yeah. It's depression era. You're not shopping or anything. <laughs> anyway. No. So like You can't uh that can't be your go-to. Right. Is I need therapy shopping. Yeah, this so you're you're doing all right. Yeah, you're alive. You're living. <laughs> yeah, you are living. And and pretty well too. Yeah. You're getting to do what you love and you're being taken care of. Yeah. It's not horrible. Yep, housing, food. Yeah. You're set. Well, the playwrights who wrote the plays obviously didn't receive any money. Mm. Um but they would get lovely gifts like a Smithfield ham. Nice. Nothing is better than a good old Smithfield. I know. That's right. That's a... It became a tradition that on the first night of a new show, someone would bring a live pig uh. for the playwrights. So these poor guys who were, you know, writing these plays, just <laughs> typing away. These artists. These artists. These tender writers. Yes, who were speaking from the heart are, are now uh, in charge of killing this poor pig. And making that good old ham. You want some bacon for breakfast? Gotta get the playwrights out to butcher that pig. That's right. I mean, we all have to learn skill sets in time of Mm -mm. struggle. No, thanks. (laughs) I'll be a vegetarian. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. No. No. Hard pass. Just don't tell me it came from Babe and I'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. After two years of overwhelming success, the Barter Theater moved from the Abingdon Opera House to the Stonewall Jackson College for Women, where the actors were able to work on stage and live in the dormitories. So, again, super helpful. Yeah. It was reported that none of the actors were paid, but they were all fed well, like we mentioned, and didn't have to worry about a roof over their head. So, by 1939, the college was renamed the Barter Theater. Nice. Yeah. Uh, They even opened the cafeteria for all the actors to eat with the audience after the show. Very cool. I like that. That's very intimate. Yeah. You know, share a piece of ham with the actor. Yeah. I used to do community theater when I was younger, and we would always, um, it's where all the, I was a child, but all the older actors in the shows would smoke out there. Um, In the little alley (laughs) there. was out there. Just puffing on a cigarette. No, 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 um, no, no. You don't smoke. You were drinking. Uh, the drinking. Wine. I was drinking when <laughs> I was drinking. eight years old and in community theater. Um, it was for your art. It was, yeah, it was for the art. Um, but that little alley back there, after like after the show, we would all stand in the alley and like people would come around and like talk and hang out, kind of back there in the back alley <laughs> by the theater. And they were like little girl. Why are you drinking like that? And you said, "Don't worry, I'm 32." I don't know what they do now, but it's still the same theater. But yeah, we they still... cast me as a little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm 32. Yeah, I got kids at home. <laughs> I mean, I'm busting my tail to make ends meet. Yeah. I never got paid for community theater, but it's just fun. It was really fun. It was really, really I did fun. enjoy it. Yeah, stressful. Yeah. Anxiety producing. Having to remember all Really those excited. All the lines. Yeah. Lines I always love theater. Choreography. It was, tough. it was a good time. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So we're eating together. Not smoking together, but we're eating together. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. They probably were. It was the 30s. Yeah. So 100%. Are, everybody was smoking Everyone, back then. Yeah. Yes. We don't have money for a lot of things, but we can buy well, smokes. But we can get cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barter became so popular that by the summer of 39, the troupe decided to take it on the road Um. and decided to do a 10-city tour, and they hopped on an old bus that they named 
Bessie. Bessie the bus. Bessie the bus. Mm. So they would go out and put on short plays for both locals and tourists. Mm. Just get on in Bessie and let's just do it. Just roll. Eight-year-old Haley would have, too. Yep. She would have brought her wine. She probably would have tried to drive. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Over time, the barter won national recognition as a training stage for performers. Can you imagine? That's pretty cool. I mean, to go from something that was started very humbly just to bring joy and, you know, entertainment to the area has now turned into this, you know, nationally recognized... Like training center. Training center, exactly. And there were multiple famous actors who walked across the stage of Barter. Those include Helen Hayes, Gregory Peck, Ernest Borgnine, Hume Cronin, and Patricia Neal. You probably cool. have no idea who this is. The first are. one and the last one sounded familiar. Gregory Peck was a very handsome, famous actor. Mm-hmm. Borgnine, uh, Patricia Neal is very famous. Anyway, so. Robert Porterfield, the man who had created this whole theater, died in 1979. But his legacy continues to live on as the Barter Theater remains open, functions, and you can go see plays anytime. Yeah. Yeah. So, this theater, if you'd like to know, is located in the Abington Historic District. Mm-hmm. Um, it is put into multiple different theaters um, within the, the theater house, but one of them is the Gilliam stage that seats the most with 505 seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's 216 that can sit in the balcony, which I think the balcony is a great place to be. Oh, I, front row balcony is my yes. go-to seat when I'm watching live theater. Yes. Front row balcony. That's I where it. I want to sit. You can see the whole stage. You can see everything move. I just enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. You know, during the coronavirus, um, they started on putting on plays that were called the Moonlight Theater. Mm. And this is where performances could be simultaneously projected onto a big screen oh. um, so that individuals, you know, wouldn't have to go into the theater right. and, you know, risk getting ill, but they could still see the plays. That's, cool. that's really yeah, pretty that's neat. Awesome. Um, and audio came through their car radio. So that oh. kind of feels. Like it's taking it back a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah I really cool. kind of like this. Um, but once individuals were able to go back into uh, the barter, they made sure that they had masks yeah, and, they did and all, the all the things. things that they wanted to keep everybody safe. But I just thought that was so cool. That's really um, neat. So. Now that you've been given a thorough history lesson mm-hmm. of the barter, it's time to talk about something a little bit more sinister. Ooh. The hauntings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy. It is said that many an actor has seen the ghost of Robert Porterfield. Oh, I'm sure he's hanging he, around. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. Um, he was sitting in his favorite box seat watching the show. Cool. Here's the thing. Can you imagine you're already nervous as a performer getting up there in front of the audience? Maybe this is the first time you're performing this. And there's just Porterfield. There he is. Just just watching you. That's fine. You can see through him. A little creepy. That's fine. Yeah. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. That's cool. Okay, sure. That's cool. It is said that Mr. Porterfield is always smiling and appears to be very proud. See? That's nice. I feel like he would be an encouraging spirit. Yeah. Like, go get him, Tiger. He would him. be the one who would, like, get you under the chin. Like, yeah. go get him, Tiger. I don't want yeah. anybody touching me on the chin like that. That kind of freaks Even me out. Even a ghost? No. 
Who does that? What do you? What is that? <laughs> You've never seen somebody go. Go get him, tiger. Punch me in the jaw? No. <laughs> punch you. Just a little like. You got this. No. Really? I've had like a like, like a head pat or a I feel shoulder like I'm 112 pat. years old. Yeah. Go get no. him. No. Really? In the face? Like <laughs> not punching you in the face. But like just just a little like I mean I'm go not get like him. No. For those of you who are out there and know what the hell I'm talking about, please email us and correct the Haley. It, not punching you. No, in but the like face. caress, like a caress. <laughs> what? Like not a, a caress, knock, like a little, like a go get him, kind of a like a fist bump to the face, <laughs> sort of essentially, what? but not hurting you. Kind of right. a, a, you know, also uh, like a. Better luck next time, or go get him slugger, or something to that effect. And other people do this to other people. Like this is that not is just correct. A, like an aw oh, bummer, or like a. That is correct. No. No. Okay, that's weird. I didn't say it was magical. <laughs> I didn't say that you know it's my life's goal to do that to people. Is that what I know you, you do don't to like people. No. Okay. I'm a good therapist. Good job. Don't touch anybody. That's fantastic. It's good. Good. Don't. That's good. I won't. No. Yeah. I know. Like, it's one of those. I'm a big fist bump. Like, at school. Do a lot of fist bumps. Do a lot of side hugs. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Standing in a box and they have to talk to you through glass. Through glass. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. But the ch- the weird touching of the chin, no. <laughs> well, it is weird. It makes me self-conscious and think, oh, do I have hair growing through that mole? Which probably the answer is yes. Is the thing yes. like if I saw a, a movie, what time period is this from? <laughs> I'm, I'm an old soul, so I can't tell you. Okay. Really. At any point. Oh. I just, I'm, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. I got really hung up on that. It's all right. We okay. Just- now I'm thinking about the hair growing through my mole and how I need to get in the car and get my tweezers. Why do you do it in the car? Oh, you can see it the best. It's the lighting. Yes. Have you? I don't have a chin mole. I have, <laughs> I have an ear mole. Do you have any hair coming out of pieces of your body? <laughs> Wait. Like, <laughs> yes? Out of your hair, out of your face, I should say. Hair coming out of your face. No. Really? Really. Ugh. I mean, f- I get like a stash. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a thyroid issue at no. all? Oh, you're so young. Well, I don't have a functional <laughs> thyroid. And sometimes that causes like, you know, hair growth yeah. as you get older and things. So anyway, but okay. I just pluck it. Yeah. I just go ahead and I pluck mean, it. I mean, just in the car. He, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't you think Mr. Porterfield would just be so thrilled at our conversation? Yes. He would love it. He, he would, would be like, it. please put the focus back Make on me. Make it a play. Make it about <laughs> yours truly and not the hairs growing through your mole. <laughs> he wasn't English, by the way, but whatever. I feel like he would be dramatic. I like it. It is said that Mr. Porterfield is always smiling, like I said. And he's actually described as a malevolent presence who's not scary. In fact, he's comforting. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. 
That's good. Porterfield has also been seen lurking on the wings of the stage. Lurking is a weird way yeah. to describe it. That sounds creepy. Just hanging. I, just hanging out. I think so. Yeah. He's described, Chilling. however, as transparent. <laughs> um, but do it's it. obvious that it is the deceased Porterfield. That's probably where the lurking, when you're transparent, <laughs> that's kind of how we have to yeah, describe yeah. you. You're lurking. Stage manager? No, I can see through the man. No, that's, that's yeah. Porterfield. It's Porter Field. (laughs) He doesn't have any moles. All right. Probably not. On a fun note, when an announcement was made uh, to the audience back in 2016, the speaker stated, and I quote, Mr. Porter Field would be so proud. And on cue, all the lights in the theater went off. Yeah. And less than a minute later, they suddenly came back on. It was later discovered that that particular day was the 45th anniversary of Porterfield's death. Interesting. So he just wanted to let them know. Like, hey, I'm here. Playing around. Yeah. Like, hey, guys. I mean, what an actor, right? Mm. To do something dramatic. Those poor light techs were like, (gasps) (gasps) oh, get on, get on. What's happening? What's happening? And and the whole theater. Yeah. So, I mean, even somebody who's selling refreshments. Yeah. It's like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Porterfield. Mm. So other ghosts have been seen lurking backstage. Um, actors report hearing footsteps and even screams. Oh, I don't sound great. So some have reported seeing a raven-haired woman lounging on a chair. And here's my question, Haley: What are you doing lounging on a chair at the barter? I don't know. Just lounging. <laughs> just hanging out just hanging yeah i wonder who that woman could be i don't know um so let's talk about the ghosts who haunt the tunnels okay i like these mm-hmm. so remember how i mentioned there are tunnels that run from the martha to the barter theater mm-hmm. well this tunnel was known by locals as the barter tunnel and was carved out during the civil war This tunnel was used to bring soldiers into the Martha Washington. Um, It was actually used as a hospital at that point during the war. This was also used to remove corpses from the hospital. Nice. Nothing like good times, yeah. It's like the body shoot. Yeah. Uh, Whatever that place was. Yeah. Back Mm -hmm. in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. The body Mm -hmm. shoot. I love that. Mm. The entrance on the inside has been closed off for several years, Mm -hmm. but the section below the theater is still used to run electrical wires. Mm. Actors who use the tunnels to walk in between the inn and the theater in the 30s and 40s reported encountering a malevolent spirit. The specter was seemed to be really kind and not evil, um, and the spirit is believed to be a man who was killed when the tunnel collapsed in 1890. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad way to go That's, out. Isn't it, though? I don't like tunnels. I don't either. I don't like being I'm, underground mm-mm. in general. Nope, me mm-hmm. neither. Although, would I like to see it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, also, the tunnel on the inside, as I mentioned, collapsed in 1890, so it's no longer passable on the inside. So you can get in on the barter side, but you can't get in on the inside. Right. Um, and it is also a cool story about Confederate soldiers who were caught trying to smuggle ammunition into mm. the Martha Inn, and they were caught by Union soldiers and killed in that tunnel. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for more? Yes. <laughs> 
All right. So it says that the spirits that haunt the tunnel are forever trapped and apparently scare the crap out of maintenance workers who have worked in the tunnel. It's always the, the maintenance guys that get it the worst. Yeah. Story goes that one night carpenters were working in the tunnel and the presence of an evil spirit drove them out of the tunnel. It was said that the men were so scared they abandoned their equipment, their lunch bags, and everything Mm. that they had with them just to get the hell out of there. Nice. The men called the stage manager and number one asked to be paid. And number two said, yeah, someone else is going to have to go in that tunnel and grab our tools and and lunch bags because um, we won't be caught dead in that tunnel. No thanks. So I wonder what the evil spirit is. Like what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's more that probably happened down there that we even know about. Oh, yeah. So there seems to be, they're trapped essentially, right? So they're sort of trapped in this tunnel. They can't really get out. And I saw a little clip um, about inside the tunnel and what it looks like. And again, you know, it's a rough old tunnel. Um, mm. with wires coming mm. through it for the theater. But it also is just so creepy. You have to go through the wardrobe room, and then there's the steel door, and you open up the door, and then, you know, you can only go so far because then it's just, you know, covered in yeah. essentially a wall of dirt where it had collapsed yeah. in 1890. So then I also think, like, did they remove that guy, or is he just... In there. In there. Yeah. Hey. Because, I mean, if you can't get through on the Martha side and you can't go any further on the inside. Are there dead bodies in there? Yeah. Yikes. So maybe these souls trapped who, maybe. you know, just waiting to invite Somebody you in. might need to clean that out. Yeah. Just get those bones out of there. Yeah. Maybe that's a job for you. I don't like tunnels. You like some weird stuff, but yeah. you're like, nah. no. Earwax? Sure. Earwax? Tunnels? Fine. No. Tunnels? I get it. Nope. I get it. I'm not going to do it. Well, that's my story, Haley. Well, that was a good one. Thanks. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. enjoyed it. Yes. yes. I've been to that theater a dozen times and. Did it feel spooky? Yeah. It has a spooky Mm, vibe to it. It has a spooky vibe. And the rooms that I remember, like, because we were only one piece of the show, like, we would go for, like, a like a tech rehearsal Mm -hmm. before the show. Like, we would all do it on the same day. So we would come in and do, like, a sound check tech situation um and then we would have to hang underneath the stage in like the little dressing rooms and green rooms and i remember them just being really tight yeah like they're just small and just like claustrophobic yeah claustrophobic uncomfortable um it's it's an old building so it's just it, mm, i did not like being down below <clears throat> at all but the stage itself is gorgeous and the yeah. theater is gorgeous but just the underneath is a little spooky. Um, when I was in high school, I was in theater. Imagine that. Um, and we were in the school auditorium. And my school is old. Um, and to go to the dressing rooms, you had to go up the stairs and, mm-hmm. and into these. just so creepy. Like, I don't understand why it was so dark. It was just so dark and creepy. Um, and then if you went underneath the stage, it was actually a bomb shelter that they had Ooh. built um, for, you know, in case the atom bomb went off, you know. And so uh, we went down there and explored and they had cages down there. But it was cages where they kept like school um, 
materials like you know they would keep uh chairs and desks and all these things but they kept them in like cages yeah and they were locked and it was so creepy and like why what is this yeah anyway it gave a real creepy vibe turns out my high school's haunted anyway that's a story for another time well the auditorium where we went to college um Mm. that one has a really creepy um because all of the arts classes are down there a lot of them are in that auditorium so like i took pottery in the basement of that building when I was in college, and all the music rooms are down there. Yeah. Um, it's just really spooky. And if you're cutting under, like, if you have to go from the balcony or the front of the theater and get back to the back of the stage, um, you have to cut underneath. So, like, I've had to run that several times for shows that I've done there. Um, and that's just really a pain. Sounds so creepy. It's yeah. very creepy. Yeah. It's awful. That entire building, actually, um, just even going to the bathroom there it's, is like, yeah, mm, yeah, get I don't kind like of it. a bad. It's feeling. really spooky. Yeah, that whole campus. Yeah, have some spooky, spooky, spooky vibes. Anyway, um, if you would like to share your spooky vibes with us, mm-hmm. <laughs> do that. Ooh, just share them with Haley. You should. Yeah. Um, you can do that by emailing us at uh, mountainmysteries.appalachian@gmail.com. Find us on our Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Find us on Instagram at Mountain Mysteries Appalachia. And check out our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Mountain Mysteries. Good job. It's a fun time there. It really is. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Holly and Haley after dark. I always say it. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give a shout out to Abingdon, Virginia yeah. and Southwest Virginia in general because we're right nice. there with Bristol and yeah. Kingsport and, and, you know, I Kingsport like is in Tennessee it and there's a... Is. There's a Bristol, Tennessee and a Bristol, Virginia. So we're kind of encompassing all, all of that. East Tennessee and Southwest, Southwest Virginia. Virginia. So anyway. Good times. Well, thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.